The thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyal Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Spirit of God, we thank you. We give you praise tonight. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for clarity of thought. Thank you for utterance. Thank you that there is grace to teach. There is grace to receive. In the name of Jesus, we honor you for tonight in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please be seated in God's presence. Matthew chapter 6 verse 16 to 18 is what we've been dealing with. I want you to appreciate that foundations matter. Somebody say foundations matter. foundations matter. You see, the higher you want to go, the lower you must go down. The Bible says, which of you intending to build a tower, sit and not down first and count the cost. Most people admire great things, but very few people are ready to pay the price for it. Desiring to drive a certain car is not a challenge. The question is whether or not you have what it takes to pay. And the challenges that come to us in the year are not different and unique. Most of the time, when people go through challenge, they experience something, they, they rather want you to have a certain impression that their challenge is a unique challenge. But scripture makes it very clear that our challenges are all the same. Somebody say our challenges are the same. The Bible says two people were building, one built on a rock, another built on the sun, and the challenges were the same. The storm came. The same way it came to the one on the sun, it came to the one on the rock. But the difference was where it was built. I pray that this season you will build where you need to build. That's why we are doing this fast. That's why we are doing this exercise. It's so important. I've told you that this preparation is not for God. It's for us. It's for who? Say, it's for me. Yeah, God has already prepared and programmed what he has for you in this year. And he has declared that it's a year of newness. I didn't hear your amen. I said God has declared that it's a year of newness. And to the degree you can experience is a function of your preparation. All through scripture. If you look at scripture closely, you realize that Satan never knows the mind of God until he's declared. And every time the mind of God is declared, Satan moves swiftly. To want to sabotage it. Every time, every time, every time. The Bible says, had they know it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Satan never knows the mind of God. The moment is declared. So, when God declares newness, and you decide, uh, God has said it, it is settled, it is settled, it is settled. You will be there and you see nothing. He spoke to the man, uh, this man, what was the name? I think uh, Abraham. He told him, when he entered the covenant with him, he said, your children will be in servitude for 430 years. Afterward, I will bring them out. They were in servitude for 430 years and God was still on the throne. He saw it. The Bible says, when they lifted up their voices, they began to cry. He said, I've heard their cry and I've seen their sorrows. He had seen their sorrows, but not until he heard their cry. So when God speaks, he's speaking for us to act. 
I told you about what Anna did. Anna was in the prophecy had gone long ahead. But she had to stand in the place of prayer until the prophecy was fulfilled. The Bible said, this child I commit unto you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies that went before on you. You see, when you receive a prophetic word, what it's supposed to do is supposed to shape you to pray strategically. Praise God. It shapes your prayer. It gives you direction. It brings clarity to your prayer. You know what is it specifically you need to speak to God about. And that's what the fast is about. So, as you come and we are praying, engage. Somebody say engage. And on your personal level, make sure you are praying. I've told you, don't just go through this exercise without praying. Create time to pray. That's why you are fasting after all. That's why you are skipping lunch, you are skipping breakfast. All those times should be converted to meditation and prayer time. That's all. If you want time to pray, your breakfast time is a prayer time. Your lunch time is a prayer time. If you can't have time in those moments to pray, because nobody works 24-7 without breaking. All of us, when we work, after some time, they will give you break. If you are doing your own work, you take some break by yourself. And those are the time that should be converted to prayer. This year is a defining year. It's a defining year. It's marking the beginning of a new decade. And as the Spirit of God prompts me, we'll be praying some of those strategic prayers into the decade. The happenings in people's life, other people think that it happens by chance. But within the next 10 years, where you will end has been programmed already with God. You just have to line up with him. The moment you step out, you step into crisis. The worst place any human being can find himself is a place outside the will of God. You don't want to hook up to a man that God has not ordained you to be with. You don't want to operate in a business God has not assigned you. You don't want to function in a place that is not the place God has ordained for you. The Bible said, as a bird wandered out of his place, so is a man that is out of his place. I pray that God will guide you in this season. Shout a better amen. He said, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites. So we are looking at how do I maximize the benefit of prayer and fasting? How do I maximize the benefit of prayer and fasting? How do I maximize the benefit of prayer and fasting? And I want to encourage you, take notes. Take notes. Learners, take notes. So take notes. How do I maximize the benefit of prayer and fasting? One, avoid all forms of hypocrisies before, during, and after the fast. When you are fasting, the Bible says clearly, when you fast, Jesus said, if you are going to get the most out of fasting, watch out for hypocrisy. Watch out for it. He said, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites. That's the first thing Jesus said. He didn't say, when you fast, pray. He didn't say, when you fast, sing. He said, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. And then he tells us how hypocrites fast. They just started the fast and they are looking like they've been fasting for 10 days. So you should not look like you are fasting. In fact, I saw that the best time for women to make up is when they are fasting, according to scripture. If there is a woman by herself, I say, it's time to make up. Yeah, it's time to make up. Everything he said has to do with their faces. He said, with the sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces. I don't have time to even go to the saloon because you are fasting. Why are you looking like this? It's because you are fasting. No, my pastor has declared 21 days of fasting and prayer. I don't even have time for anything. No. He says, don't be like the hypocrite. Don't be with a sad countenance. In the Old Testament, fasting was described as mourning. But Jesus is saying, when we are fasting, we need to be joyful because of what is innate for us. Am I communicating here? When you are going to the bank to cast money, do you look sad? You don't look sad. 
In the same way, when you are engaging with God, you don't have to look sad. So don't be like the hypocrites. Don't announce the fast everywhere for people who don't need to know to know. When you are fasting and you fast up to a certain point, usually you get unusual energy for other things. Things that when you start the fast, you'll be struggling to do after some time. You see that you have gotten much energy to do that. Praise God. Number two, define your goals and objectives for the fast. Define your goals and objectives for the fast. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people what? Perish. Somebody say the people perish. Anywhere there is no vision, there is no goal, there is no purpose. A football match in which there are no goalposts, you play out, you are tired and you die. You need a goal. You need a goal. Because that's the only thing that will help you to score. That's why you need a goal. Define your goals for the fast. The Bible says, Hannah went on the fast and all she wanted, Lord, give me a man child. That's all she wanted. He said, give me a man child. And when the child came, you remember what she said? He said, this child I have asked from the Lord. Esther said, I need favor. As I'm going before the king, I need favor. And so fast with me. And she made it very clear. Again, we see Nehemiah, when he fasted, he asked for the good hand of God to rest upon him so that he'll go there. When the early church fasted, they ministered to the Lord. That's all they were doing. They didn't have any specific objective in mind. They were just ministering to the Lord. The Bible said, as they worshipped the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost spoke. In this fast, the Holy Ghost will speak to you. Shout a better amen. So your objective must be clear. Number three, engage your heart in seeking the Lord. 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 Jeremiah 30 verse 21. And their nobles shall be of themselves. Jeremiah 30 21. And their nobles shall be of themselves. And their governors shall proceed from the midst of them. And I will cause them to draw nigh. And he shall approach unto me. For who is he that engage? Somebody say engage. Who is he that engage is hard to approach unto me. Engage your heart. Engage your Talk to God face to face. I have a challenge when people make, they have to coin certain special language to pray. You know, sometimes when you hear some people pray, you, you, you begin to wonder if this is how we pray, then the kind of diction and the vocabulary they have, if that is how they pray, then God will never hear your prayer. Prayer is not vocabulary. It's not an English display. Prayer is heart-to-heart conversation with your father. God is your father. In your natural father, where you go, you say, thou father, I don't come home. Is that how you approach your natural father? No. You speak to your father. You see, we, <laughs> we have so made prayer some way that the simplicity and the potency of prayer has been lost. God is your father. Lord, this matter, what's your opinion about this matter? Then he shows you, this is my opinion. His opinion is already known in scripture. So you pick it. In the book of Uzziah, he said, take up words and come before the Lord. Take up words. Engage your heart. Somebody say, engage your heart. The preparations of the heart is in man. The answer of the tongue is from the Lord. The preparation of the heart. Somebody say, the preparation of the heart. The preparation of the heart. Engage your heart. Engage your heart before the Lord. The woman with the issue of blood, he said, if I may but touch, she said within herself. She spoke to herself. Hannah, the Bible said, her mouth only moved, only her heart speak. Minister to God in worship and in adoration. Somebody say minister to God, number four. Minister to God in worship and adoration. Minister to God, minister to God, minister to God. 
minister to God is all, all about petition and supplication. Acts chapter 13 verse 2 amplified. He says, while they were worshipping, somebody said they were worshipping. They were worshipping. While they were worshipping, while they were serving the Lord in fasting and prayer, the Holy Ghost spoke. Praise God. So spend time worshipping. Create a decent atmosphere around you. Create a spiritual atmosphere around you. That's how you, you hear the Holy Spirit. You can't hear him anyhow. Create a decent atmosphere of worship around you. I told you yesterday, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19, it said, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Then he began to, he said, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to God. Can you give me Ephesians chapter 5? Yes, verse 19. He says, singing and making melody in your heart to God. Speaking in tongue, worshiping God in, in the spirit. That's what you ought to be doing when you are fasting. That is fasting. Fasting in a profitable way. That's what you do. Speaking to yourselves in Psalms. You pick up the Psalms and you are reading it to yourself. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I walk in liberty. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? That is what you do when you are praying and you are fasting. Am I communicating here? You see, fasting is not just abstaining from food. You see, the food for your spirit is the word of God. The food for your body is banku and all of those other things. But your spirit depends on the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, feed on the word of God. Speaking to yourself, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. It means speaking to one another. It also means speaking to your own self. Some of us have a low self-esteem. We are discouraged 24-7 because you are always thinking about who is against you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I fear? He says, when my enemy, even my foe, they came to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Am I communicating here? Because I have set your heart on the Lord. The Lord will lift you. He said, he will deliver you. He will be with you in trouble. Speak to yourselves in the Psalms. Number five, read, meditate, and confess God's word. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. I'm preparing a teaching on words matter. Speak the word of God. What is going to define your destiny and your future in the next one year ahead of you, beginning from this month and in the next 10 years, they are largely going to be determined by the words you speak. The Bible says, through faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God, created by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do so appear. Your words matter. Your words matter. And that is why your heart must be loaded. Because most of us, when we are faced with a challenge, we begin to speak negativity. We speak failure. We speak defeat. That's all we speak because that's what you are faced with. Listen, when you are faced with failure and you talk failure, it means your heart is loaded with failure. It's not about what you experience. It's about speaking your expectations. If you keep on speaking negatively, God will not convert those words into blessings for you. Your language must be right if your life must go right. If you don't learn to speak the way God speaks, you will never attract what God has designed for you. By the words thou art justified, by the words thou are condemned. The undoing of many destinies are negative words. Number six, engage in kingdom advancement prayers. Pray. Don't just pray for yourself. Engage in kingdom advancement prayers. He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. His kingdom has already come. His kingdom is with us. Now we need his will done. 
And you and I know the will of God in many areas of our lives. We need his will in our personal lives. We need his will to be done in our nation. We need his will to be done in our families. We need his will to be done in our business. We need his will. One major will of God that must be done in our days and in our times is that the world will be saved. Praise God. That's a major will of God. The kingdom is already here. The kingdom is within you and I. But we must enforce his will. And that's why we're giving the weapon of prayer. Prayer is one of those spiritual weapons through which we enforce and we establish the will of God on the earth. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. When we seek to enforce and we get the will of God and the kingdom of God entrenched, the things we need are added unto us. I see you enjoy those blessings. Shout a better amen. Number seven, pray extensively in the spirit. Somebody say, pray extensively in the spirit. Say, pray extensively in the spirit. And listen, don't get confused about it. When we talk about praying in the spirit, it's simply about praying in tongues. That's all. That's all. That's what it is. I know in our era, in our times, a lot of theologians have their own views. But praying in the spirit is one. When we pray in the spirit, we are praying in tongues. Look at what the Bible says. He says, praying at all times, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 to 19. He said, with all prayer and petition, pray with specific requests at all times on every occasion and in every season in the spirit. I'll deal with this maybe from tomorrow. Praying at all times. Somebody say, with all petition. With all prayer. Say it with all prayer and petition. Pray with specific requests at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit. And with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all of God's people. Pray in the spirit. The Bible says, He that prayeth in the spirit, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh unto God. He does not speak unto man, he speaks mysteries. Mysteries. When you pray in tongues, you align yourself with the will of God in areas you have no idea of. That's what mysteries do. Mysteries. In the book of Ephesians, it talks about the mystery of the will of God. The more you pray in tongues, the more you find yourself. Things begin to fall in certain places for you and you are like, you are surprised. It's not happening by luck. Things have been shifted in the realm of the spirit. You are most limited. In fact, if the Holy Ghost will give us a new language to communicate with him, why must you think that you are not better off than God? You are not smarter than God. He felt that in the new relationship, one of the things that you need to have in order to enjoy a certain level of intimacy, meet any group of lovers, they have their love code. They speak in a certain way that other people cannot understand. The Holy Ghost gave us tones as a love language between us and him. And the more we stay in fellowship with him, we enjoy fellowship with him, the more we begin to align with his purposes and plans for our lives. My spirit prayeth. My understanding is unfruitful. When you pray in tongues, that's what is happening. You don't understand what you are saying, but the one you are speaking to understands it. That's all. How can I be speaking in a language that I don't understand? Be there. <laughs> be there. Things that have already been projected and programmed in the atmosphere. The moment you begin to pray in tongues, angels are released and they dismantle them in your favor. Without your knowledge. Without your knowledge. Without your knowledge. Certain demonic traps like Satan is noted for doing. That is his job. 
It's not about doing. I always tell people, I don't spend my time, I don't waste my time caring about what traps other people have set against me. No, I know how to dismantle and destroy all of those traps. That's all. Pray in the spirit. By the time you get there, the traps, either they are gone or they are not in place. That's how your life will be preserved this year. I said, that's how your life will be preserved this year. Be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit during the fast. Be sensitive. Somebody is sensitive. Be sensitive. Be sensitive. Be sensitive. Habakkuk 2 and 1. He said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon my tower. And I will walk to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. What to see, what to see, what to see, what to see. You see, when you are in a prayer and fasting seasons like this, there are only divine coincidences. You have to be sensitive. Somebody tells you, I want you to meet this man. Oh, I don't have time. Listen, check your spirit and move because that's where the next door may be opening. I'm not communicating here. Be sensitive. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard. I was in the spirit and I heard. I was in the spirit and I heard. Sunday, I told you, what was uh, Cornelius doing? Out of the 10 verse 30 to 33. So Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in the house. I said, behold, a man stood before me in a bright clothing. And said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your arms are remembered in the sight of God. Go to verse 32. He said, send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here. Who said name is Peter? He's lodging in the house of Simon, a town about the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So, verse 33, so I sent immediately. He was in the spirit. He didn't waste time debating. In fact, Peter actually had a difficulty coming. But he, as soon as he had, because he knew that that is not coming from him. Praise God. Number nine, take note of divine instructions and act promptly on them during or after the fast. Take note. Somebody say, take note. The Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. How can I fast profitably? That's what I'm showing you. If you are going to get the most out of fasting and prayer, that's what happens. It's not just opening your mouth and talking, 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 and just being there. No. Write the vision, make it plain that he may run the read it. For the vision is for an appointed time. Write it. Write it. Thoughts come into your mind while you are praying. Some of them you don't understand it. Write it. You see, don't seek to understand every instruction the Holy Ghost gives. Yeah. Most of us sometimes, we shut the Holy Spirit from speaking to us. When at the time the instruction is coming, we are debating him. Just take notice. There are things I wrote down 10 years ago. They are making sense today. Praise God. They are only making sense today. Clarity comes with time. Sometimes the Holy Ghost will give you a thought. By the time you realize, you pick a book and you are reading and the same thing, how to make it become a reality is clearly outlined there. That's why you need to write. Write. Take note and act promptly. I like Cornelius. Look at it. Acts chapter 10 verse 32 to 33. says, send therefore to Joppa and call Simon, whose name is Peter. So I sent, verse 33. So I sent. Somebody says, so I sent. So I sent immediately. So I sent. 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 The things God will be telling you to do, don't delay them. Some of them may have a time limit on them. Others, it may just, so I sent. So I sent. 
His breakthrough he needed was in that sending. He received it. He acted upon it and the change came. Your change is here. I said your change is here. Acts chapter 13 verse 2 and 3. The Bible said, And while as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate unto me Barnabas and Paul for the work unto I call them. And when you look at verse 3, Then having fasted, then prayed the letter and they sent them away. Action. Somebody say action. 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 God is not just a God who is just sitting there. He's an action God. Praise God. And when faith is active, action is fast. When you hear from God, your faith is activated and you need to act quickly. And then, of course, the last point is complement your prayer and fasting with giving. Complement. Somebody say complement. Complement. In other words, add it to it. In the Old Testament, I realized that prayer and fasting consistently has always been associated with this. Look at Jeremiah, a protest match, the first protest match people went in scripture. Look at Isaiah chapter 58, verse 3 to 12. He said, why have we fasted? They were protesting against God. They say, and you have not seen, why have you afflicted our souls and you take notice? But in your fast, God will see it and God will take notice. I like it when Jesus said, your father who seeth thee in secret shall reward thee. They said, we have fasted. They were angry. We have fasted. You don't mind us. We have afflicted our soul. Why? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your labors. Go to verse 4. Indeed, you fast for strife, motive, and debate, and to strike with feast of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Look at verse 5. Let's read it together. Is it the fast I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it to bow down his hair like bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Verse 6. He said, is this not the fast I have chosen? To lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Verse 7. He said, is it not to share your bread with the hungry? That's what you do when you are fasting. You share. You give. Praise God. You don't hold. I'm saving whatever I would have been using. No. You give it out. January has always been my greatest giving month. It set the stage. In January, I review my offering for every service. In January, it has always been consistently. That is what you do when you are fasting. Look at Cornelius. Acts of the 10, verse 2 and 3, there was a certain man in Zaria called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Bad Regiment, a devout man, one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. He gave and he prayed. And later on, we are told he fasted also. Four days ago, I was fasting. Somebody say four days ago. Say four days ago. And when Jesus, is it not interesting when Jesus was talking about he put the three also together when you give, when you pray, when you fast, establishing the fact that uh, fasting, prayer, and giving forms a threefold cord that cannot easily be broken. In this season, your fast will bring resource in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, listen, we serve a God who is a resource oriented God, he's a resource oriented God. Somebody says, resource oriented God. He didn't say, call unto me and I will store the prayer. Call unto me and I will answer you. And in this fast, answers are coming your way. Amen. I said, answers are coming your way. Amen. Answers are coming your way. Amen. Stand on your feet and give God praise. Amen.
Pastor Afakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afakwa, please call 540 or email us at faithhousechapeladiahu.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. Our first service, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Our second service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. God richly bless you.